Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. eGovernance Academy has assisted digital transformation globally in more than 130 countries. Our experts will share their insights and worldwide examples on how digital technology could benefit every society. Tune in for the Digital Government Podcast every Wednesday. Welcome to listening eGovernance Academy podcast. And I'm happy today host my good colleague from eGovernance Academy, Anela Kirats, who is head of a training department and actually Anela is one of the very first staff members of eGovernance Academy who started almost 18 years ago. So welcome Anela and please tell me how it was 18 years ago when you started. Who were the first visitors and what kind of training you were providing uh, for them? Hello to everybody. I'm very glad to join you today for this podcast. Indeed, we have been working for 18 years already uh, providing e-governance training courses at the e-governance academy. Uh, At first, um, uh, the main focus was providing uh, trainings. Uh, So, and this has been, uh, uh, training uh, has been one of the main fields throughout the years. So at first there were uh, delegations from Central Asian countries, from Georgia, from Moldova, uh, to learn how to start uh, building e-government, what are the key elements. And uh, I remember that the big focus was um, uh, ICT and education. So how to uh, uh, build awareness uh, also uh, in the use of ICT uh, either in schools or uh, or at work. Yeah, we have trained, I think, more than 5,500 government officials in in all levels. So, so what is the most kind of exciting topic for them when we are coming to Estonia and why we are coming, actually? What is the reason to come here? It's just boring Nordic country, bad weather and nothing exciting. Actually, uh, people have heard about the Estonian uh, success story. And uh, uh, it's quite interesting that most of the delegations coming here, when we ask that, why, what is your expectations from the training? They say that uh, uh, officials in the same country understand the meaning of e-government differently. So we want to understand what this e-government is and uh, why they have preferred to come physically here and not uh, learning from a distance is that they want to experience this environment. So what this e-government is about for for Estonian people here. And they have also like a direct opportunity to ask from their colleagues from Estonian government how it's actually functioning and how you actually do it. Yes, yes, because uh, we all know that Estonia is one of the leading countries in terms of e-governance, and this is why they they still are very uh, uh, interested and and want to come to Estonia first and then explore other opportunities. So basically, it's like not not that much like a traditional training. It's more like study and inspirational visit, as I understood, that we come here, we meet with colleagues, who help them to kind of deconstruct the government because they have heard that this is something very digital and when you just go through the computer screen, it's hard to understand how how it's actually functioning behind the scenes. Yes, and uh, this actually, they feel that meeting with a colleague here from high level, it kind of a... It's kind of a support for them for for further decision making that uh, that uh, 
many of them are perhaps a bit afraid to make bold decisions, but they, uh, when they get this uh, inspiration from their colleagues here, then uh, then and working as a team, because after leaving Estonia, they all understand what this e-government uh, in the same way, and then they they are more enthusiastic to make uh, bold decisions. So another reason to come here with your your e-government team from whatever countries. It's also kind of a uh, team building experience can I say it in a way Yes yes exactly and this is uh, this is also what what I would uh, uh, highlight as uh, as one of the key uh, um, key things that uh, uh, differs us from other uh, trainings that uh, that uh, first of all the selection of participants is made very um, like um, in a in a in a focused way so that there would be decision makers or or people who would uh, be uh, responsible for e-government development uh, in the future in their countries and we put together decision makers politicians technologists and uh, and uh, different fields so uh, so they would start communicating here what they would never do in their country even if they are working in the same building sometimes yeah, I can imagine it could be hard. So it's like time off from from traditional duties, so we can focus, mm-hmm. we can talk to each other, and and kind kind of create the already the next steps or concept how to move forward in their country. Yes, and and support uh, uh, getting from a decision maker that uh, what kind of uh, uh, next activities would there be, and uh, uh, advice from technologists or lawyers who support the process. So it's it's a team building uh, uh, study visit. Can you bring us some samples from like successful visits? I think every visit is successful, but like successful follow-up that uh, whatever country team visited Estonia and uh, when next day we build up e-government in our country. It's probably too much to want, but yes, this is uh, this is uh, too positive thinking that next day everything will happen. But uh, but of course, it is easier for smaller countries to start uh, with concrete activities, and uh, and a bit more difficult for for larger countries. But for example, from the latest uh, uh, experiences, I can uh, highlight Cayman Islands. So. Uh, uh, we paid a visit uh, to their country, had a one week long training there. And a couple of months later, they have already built these uh, different procedures and uh, and action plan how to move forward. And by, by today, they have already implemented the X-Road and, and building uh, e-services on top of it. Yeah, and I think we can bring actually endless endless number of uh, <clears throat> Of countries and groups exactly. who, who visited yeah. Estonia and and afterwards started immediately, either mm-hmm. with small steps or, or or longer steps, because it's not only about this group; it's probably about uh, availability of resources, political will, and 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 other factors are influencing it also. But uh, just describe me in 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 thirty seconds what is what is, how this study visit look like? Uh, what what is in the program? Uh, what we see here, if there is a delegation from country X, Y is coming in Estonia for five days, what we see? So traditional study visit to Estonia, if not talking about e-courses, then uh, um, they come here. Uh, first of all, the selection of topic is uh, topics uh, is made uh, in close cooperation with our contact there. So it's not just a random uh, a program, standard program we offer. All our programs uh, programs are customized for the for the beneficiary. 
Uh, first day uh, is about explaining the general architecture of e-governance, uh, key elements, legal aspects, uh, of course, examples of e-services, so they would uh, see with their own eyes how this e-government e is uh, e looks like for the end user. Um, usually on the second day or third day, we take them to different government organizations, including our government office. So uh, everybody knows about Estonian e-cabinet uh, e solution, so they can actually go in there and, and understand uh, how these sessions uh, uh, are held. Uh, then uh, if uh, we have agreed on uh, some uh, more specific topic, then we focus already to either e-health or e-justice or uh, ICT and education or, or any other topic uh, more specifically. And uh, what is very important is that uh, on the uh, last day, we always make a kind of a brainstorming session or, or conclusion to uh, to get the uh, uh, feedback from participants, what they have learned, how this um, uh, study visit influenced them in their future activities, and already if uh, uh, if we uh, manage to to put up some kind of draft uh, plan for next activities. So uh, very often the study visits are the first uh, step in further cooperation. So it's kind of inspirational visit, but also assist the delegation to to plan the next steps and, and draft kind of very initial roadmap for, for next activities. Yes, so it's not only coming to listening to presentation, but actually have interactive sessions and discussions and, and visits to different organizations. So last year we had like 40 delegations who were visiting eGovernance Academy. Today it's uh, almost zero. <laughs> I think there was there was three delegations four. who managed four <laughs> delegations who managed before this this stupid COVID crisis hit us. So so what is, what is your response today? People still are interested. The importance of digital government is is growing rapidly because of uh, COVID nineteen um, uh, aftermatch. So what is your response? Indeed. So uh, but uh, first of all uh, as we want to think positively and uh, and uh, uh, despite of the fact that we had to cancel nine already agreed uh, uh, study visits to Estonia in March when COVID was announced as, as pandemic, uh, we, we took a time, started working on our e-course and uh, even though it is quite difficult for, uh, for several countries to... Um, uh, move from physical visits to distance learning, so-called. Um, this is uh, still uh, uh, the, the place where we assure them that experts are the same. Uh, lessons learned and best practice, what we share with them is the same. It's just like uh, adjusting yourself to different situations. So, um, uh, but via our e-courses, e it is still possible to learn from our experiences. And in the future, it can be as um, kind of a first phase to visit to Estonia to already focus uh, on uh, on specific needs and expected outcomes. Uh, so, so perhaps the study visit in the future would be even more successful in, in terms of planning uh, future activities or even some projects. So basically, 
what you say that is that the future is kind of blended uh, blended learning so it's like in university you first need to re- read read whatever materials and when you come to a lecture or workshop and when you discuss with your professor or in our case with practitioners in Estonia how it's actually functioning and you can clarify all the necessary issues yes exactly so so we wouldn't uh... Um, spend too much time on explaining uh, what e-governance is, but all very that uh, what are the components or next activities, so uh, how we can uh, uh, help or advise them further. So, so to have more interaction, not only uh, monologue in front of the class. <laughs> yeah, sure, but it's it's definitely the, one of the key issues in in online learning environments is how to grab the attention of the participants and and this is probably what is what is what may miss in the online environment yes but but uh, what we have already planned are some uh, some um, interactions between presentations so to uh, uh, catch their attention on on some uh, questions or or some aspects of uh, of these uh, topics uh, in addition to uh, uh, listening pr- to presentations, we uh, also organize webinars to have this uh, very um, uh, active discussion on uh, on different uh, different questions and different uh, uh, aspects. So, uh, what we plan in our e-course are are first of all introductions webinar to give the first input what e-governance is and what we are planning throughout this course. Then discussion webinar already uh, where we focus on uh, some specific uh, aspects and uh, conclusion webinar where where we hopefully can make already some suggestions or or give our ideas. So basically, it's it's organized in a way that it's not like a traditional digital course where you need to click 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 or answer all questions but it's it's both like uh, whatever video materials uh, reading materials clicking also but also live webinars with with real experts and you can ask the questions and get clarifications and uh, and have a real discussion yes and in addition we also uh, uh, request uh, uh, participants to have their own internal discussion in their country uh, if they want, we can be as moderator uh, there as well, but we prefer that they would, uh, um, uh, I would say, discuss things with uh, open cards, so without third party listening, uh, so they can already um, prioritize or, or understand what are their common concerns and then uh, bring the outcome to us. Yeah, we always happy to have a very open discussion because we are not uh, preferring any any country any religion any any cultural environment we try to adjust accordingly and 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 support the government who anyway needs to operate in those conditions so so maybe a few words about what are the topics in those um, online courses what we are presenting for our customers well, the approach is the same as with uh, so-called traditional courses, that these are all tailor-made. It means that, uh, first of all, we discuss with uh, with our contact what is expected from the course, what is uh, um, what should be the outcome or what are our expectations. So uh, is it general e-governance, uh, like explaining e-governance architecture and key elements and this ICT policy-making or coordination? 
or is it some uh, some field specific uh, course like e-health or e-justice or land administration or, or whatever other tax ma- management so based on this information we put together the program and then select the the topics and uh, either record presentation uh, and upload these to our learning environment or have live sessions uh, via webinars so uh, but uh, but what what is like a standard component uh, for for the course is always uh, legal aspects regulatory framework cybersecurity uh, ICT policy making uh, uh, how to coordinate different e-governance activities what are the uh, key components uh, what is needed to work in in a digital world so called can you tell me who should be this team who is attending into those online courses? Is it like uh, high-level policymakers? Is it like ICT officials and technical experts? What is what is the preferred composition of this kind of group who will attend in the online course? Well, we always suggest that uh, that don't only select decision makers, uh, but uh, have like a mixed group. So there would be. Uh, um, people who cover different uh, viewpoints, uh, how e-governance should be implemented. Is it possible? Uh, can we do this? Can we do that? Are there regulatory aspects uh, supporting or should there be something uh, uh, amended and so on? So so uh, lawyers, technology guys, uh, heads of respective authorities, uh, directors, uh, politicians. So kind of a mixed group to put them uh, to decide uh, or, or discuss discuss uh, relevant aspects. And can you tell me what is the suggested size of a group uh, for the online course? In the physical world, physical study visit, we usually say that it's like should be between 10 and 15. But for the online course, have you online is not limited that much like physical classrooms? Yes, this is true. But but still, we recommend that the uh, most uh, um, convenient for discussions is up to 20 people. So, of course, for us, it doesn't matter. We can uh, make a presentation to 500 or, or 5,000 people. But uh, but uh, uh, what is included into this e-course is this internal discussion. And it's quite difficult to uh, include these uh, 1,000 people into one uh, uh, active discussion. So, uh, so if we have uh, approximately 20 people, we can uh, be sure that all of these uh, uh, participants have had a chance to give some input or, or uh, g- share their ideas. So it looks like very promising. I'd like to atten- attend in your course. Yeah, you are more than welcome. <laughs> I will do it. I will probably do it. Thank you very much, Annela Kirats, Head of a Training uh, Department of eGovernance Academy. And thank you for listening to eGovernance Academy podcast. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by eGovernance Academy. Tune in on next Wednesday.